So this this should all go in the show. I've got to tell Rocket listeners. <laughs> we don't. <laughs> Simone, I have a, a friend in common who we will only refer to as Captain N. Yes, and she works for a video game company. And that video game company um, has asked her to, you know, kind of be cool about, you know, voicing opinions about different, you know, video game companies on on Twitter and social media. So she's like, oh, I don't know if I can do Rocket tonight. I could get fired. And I'm like, no, no, no. Here's my idea. We will we'll get Jim to alter your voice like it's America's Most Wanted. <laughs> and only refer to you as Captain Ed on the show. So it'll be like, oh, the Nintendo Switch is a vulgar system. Like, I'm very fond of the Nintendo Switch. <laughs> Attention to the podcaster behind the curtain. Oh god! I think that would totally work. You know, it would have been so good, but the risk was was too high. Yeah, I I didn't want to potentially expose my contact. Right, right. That's true. That's true. They are listening. They're always listening. Yeah, and I want you know I want that company to know. Like, if you're listening to this and you've gleaned things, I want the company to know this person would never have gone through with it. <laughs> no, Never. but but Captain M would have. Captain no, it's M. Captain N. Oh, that's, N. That's, yeah, N. They wouldn't have done it, but Captain M would have. Are we really well, going to Cap- talk about Captain M right now? Because that's a whole nother barrel of worms right there. I don't know what Captain M is. That's exactly the right answer, Brie. Uh, yeah, she's so there's no problem. She's as you You're get right, further down the alphabet, it just gets worse and worse. Well, thank you for for swooping in to save the day. Oh yeah, like, um, like a falcon. Thank you, Hello? like a falcon. Like exactly falcon. like a falcon. You're you're Captain G. I mean, <laughs> good. So much. Should we start the show? Me. Hello and welcome to Rocket Accelerated Geek Conversation. I think Bree snorted. I did. I it's snort okay, laughed. though. I, I will it's, own it. It's I'm not a problem. It. It's not a problem for us. This episode of Rocket is sponsored by Away. I'm Simone Rochefort, video producer at Polygon.com, and I'm joined, as always, by Brianna Wu, head of development at Giant Space Cat and rep- c- congressional representative candidate. Brie, I really need to write this down. Every time somebody changes a job, remember when I called Christina her old job for like 70,000 years? I need to write down in my doc, Brianna Wu, representative for District 8 in Massachusetts for for the Democratic Party. Democratic representative for Congress. For Congress. That's it. U.S. House. That's you are. We have to like, you you know, like the DRC or like we got to just be like Druk. I want to be as clear yeah. as possible yeah. for the people. She's for I like that. And of I course, like free agent Falcon Agent G, Georgia Dow. Reporting for duty. Reporting for duty, saving the day as usual. Uh, oh, Christina is sick, by the way. Oh, we yeah, Christina's dead. Christina. Yeah, oh, she's do what you did to Steve before. I yeah. was innocent. It's true. Christina it's true. got what I got last <laughs> week, despite the fact that uh, we didn't see each other in between it's almost as if we live in a city full of millions of people who don't wash their hands it's weird like that's that. weird Ew. that's scary mm. i'm gonna be in there on monday so i could be next <laughs> join us join us i will start lining up a candidate for you know the slot on the show now 
that I know yeah. that you're going to be sick next week, you know, just <laughs> covering my bases. So we have a pretty big show today. So, let, or well, it's a fun show. It's a fun, big show. And it's fun and big because exciting things are happening. And one of those things is the Nintendo Switch. Uh, and the review embargo. <coughs> or is it Aren't a we all woo? supposed to snap every time she says that? Isn't that the rule? Actually. Yeah. Yeah, like Switch. Oh, my God. So the Nintendo Switch embargo. I can't snap <laughs> while I put cream on my hands. <laughs> Georgia. <laughs> There. When we Georgia. asked you to be on the Switch episode of our show, it was just assumed that you would be able to snap. And wait, wait, wait! Let me just clean my uh, lick my fingers so that they're clean. Wait, <laughs> don't wait, lick your hands. This, this is out. how people get sick. How's that? That Better? works. That works. It, no? It's good enough. It's good enough, Georgia. Yeah. Thank yeah. you for yeah. trying. Yeah. Thank you. That's <laughs> your minimum effort. Is just what we yeah, ask yeah, of you yeah. here on Rocket yeah. on Relay yeah. FM. That's all I can get. Um, so the Switch. <laughs> You've probably seen reviews for the Switch popping up all over the internet today. Um, Polygons is up. Kotaku's is up. Uh, so this is this is big. This is Nintendo's first home console since the Wii U came out um, several years ago. Not all that long ago, but several years ago. And it's also their next mobile console as well, as you know, because it, trans- it transforms from a home console when it's plugged into the dock to an on-the-go console when you remove it and the console itself, where all the hardware is packed in, also contains a screen. Um, and your gameplay does, in fact, move seamlessly from the TV to the screen on the mobile console. And that's probably, uh, we talked about this in our review on Polygon.com. It's right there in the name of the product. It's called the Nintendo Switch because this is what, this is the big deal about it. Like this is what they're selling. And the fact that that does work and works as satisfyingly as it does um, and as easily as it does is definitely a coup for this console. But there are also just several other things about it that are contentious, uh, have divided the Polygon staff, you know, down the middle, um, have, you know, either satisfied or dissatisfied me personally. Um, there's, a, there's a lot going on here. So, Bree, have you actually have been able to get your hands on the Switch yet? No, 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 Simone. Unlike you, I don't work in the glorious field of game media, and I'm trapped here in Boston. So I've never, I've never touched a, a Nintendo Switch. I've never milked a cow. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you have. No, I well, I've milked a real cow, but okay, I've never so milked a virtual cow. The kind that matters. Um, the right, the real cow. Uh, no, I haven't. So the my only information comes from Polygon.com, which oh. is really the only website as far as I'm concerned. We are a great college. source for Nintendo Switch information. It's true. We've it's been true. putting it's it true. up all week. So, okay. So I guess I would have you, I guess, ask me questions then. Um but why well, not the bottom line? I mean, is this, uh, well, I guess the big question comes first. Like, there have been a lot of stories about hardware failure coming out. Like, the New York Times, uh, Brian X. Chen, you know, he was tweeting today that he could back up uh, wired problems with the uh, console, which basically, uh, when they put you in wired uh, you know, mobile mode, they had to let the battery pack entirely run out after it got stuck uh, and couldn't say anything. So they had to, like, completely discharged and then, you know, boot it back up. You know, Polygon has done a bunch of stories about uh, the Joy-Cons basically losing Bluetooth connectivity uh, when you hold the controller in a way that blocks the physical, like, view between you and the console. So um, I'm seeing all of these and I'm going, 
those seem like hardware issues. Like those seem like, I guess the power thing could be solved, but like the Bluetooth connectivity thing, like that strikes me as either faulty hardware or a defective product. So, I mean, what is your thought on the switch? Like, are you worried that it's going to be like a, a broken system out of the gate? Well, first of all, I definitely have seen multiple people, like you said, from multiple outlets reporting issues of Joy-Con connectivity dropping, specifically um, with the left Joy-Con. And our reviewer actually had that problem as well. And we had to, uh, like, overnight him a Switch Pro controller so that he could finish playing. That being said... I have not experienced that specific problem, nor um, nor have I experienced the power loss problem. However, it does concern me because I, I feel like in these, I mean, in enough people are reporting it in these pre-review units that it does sound widespread. I mean, not that many of them are out there right now. So I don't know what it's going to be like when we get, you know, on launch day when the, the full the full fleet enters the hands of the American consumers. So that kind of that kind of to me remains to be seen. Do you think there's no way that that's a software issue in terms of the controller disconnecting? Because oh, I mean, it, it could- definitely could be. I mean, it could be. I mean, it could not be. If you're talking about, like yeah. Polygon did a, in my it was Polygon, right? You did all the diagnostic tests with line of sight and determined that like it was line of sight, meaning like physical objects, like the Bluetooth um, beam, like the the signal back and forth could be blocked by your hand, which to me seems like a defective um, design. I mean, Georgia, especially, back me up here. What yeah, does that no, sound like that to you? Seems really yeah. like, a, you know, especially since your hands are on the controller that a hand could block the signal seems like mm-hmm. poor design. Yeah, Jeff Gersman from Giant Bomb um actually posted uh, a YouTube video or no yeah, game explain posted a YouTube video that like tests it in depth. We unfortunately did not have time to do that this week, but yeah. Yeah. So they, I believe that is where the, um, the source of the, those experiments came from. I guess I would say this though. I mean, it's two things are possible. Like it's, it's easy to imagine a failure where, uh, you know, it's going to like some kind of low power mode. Right. And that's uh, causing it not to like broadcast as strongly. It's easy to imagine too, and this seems more likely to me. Um, you know, when Nintendo is building the Wii's to send you guys, like factories build these things in batches, right? So they're going to build those first run, and then invariably, like they'll they'll find defects and they'll solve them, and you know, refine their manufacturing processes. So I think it's very possible that you know the Wii's are actually made that go into consumers hands could have these problems addressed um Mm -hmm. it just i just uh you know i talked about this on twitter today for me you know georgia i'm now in your camp despite all the crap i gave you last (laughs) week on disruption (laughs) i i i canceled my pre-order because i want to it's like the macbook it's like to the dark i brought you to the dark side well it's just if until the hardware is shaken out Mm -hmm. um i just don't see the point especially when the one game really is zelda call of the wild like i'll definitely buy one but i'm gonna let them you know sort this problem out first i mean tbh i I definitely i don't think that that's a bad idea necessarily just because uh the other thing that we know right now 
is a whole lot of nothing because there is a big firmware update that's happening on day one of when the Switch is actually launched to consumers. And that's when we'll learn how the eShop works. That's when we'll learn how Friendsless works. That's when we'll learn about online multiplayer. That's when we'll learn about... Uh, I, no, it's not even one we'll learn about when the virtual console comes. There's a ton of functionality on the software side that no one has been able to experience yet, and Nintendo is not talking about it yet. So, yeah, when it comes to a lot of the nitty-gritty functionality of it um, in, in terms of settings, we just don't know. There's so much that we don't know. Uh, Simone, a, Simone, the literal day think- before the, call, the console launches. <laughs> Do you do you think that they rushed to to launch that they should have waited done some more tests before they send it out because getting all of this bad press and it's like really truly lukewarm press at best yeah is I, not going to be great for their bottom line because it's Nintendo I don't know because it's Nintendo I feel that, like, like tomorrow the switch could Nintendo, come out they'll be sheep and just buy it anyways is that what you're saying <laughs> No I'm saying that n- it, it would be very like <laughs> Nintendo to put out okay this th- no I'm going to walk that back Nintendo is catching up on lots of things in terms of online functionality in terms of treating your digital purchases like real purchases like they're very behind on a lot of things. Netflix is not going to be on this console at launch, which is appalling. Ooh. But but <laughs> because it's Nintendo and they're weird and we they keep a lot of they play a lot of cards close to their chest, they could, you know, launch this firmware update tomorrow and it could all go like perfectly smoothly and we could all end up being super impressed. Shall we make bets? Can we make bets? I do. I'm like, no, that's not make happening. Bets. Not happening. I will bet. I will (laughs) bet you coffee the next time we hang out that that doesn't happen. Oh, I I don't want to take this bet because I'm not. I'm not going to bet on the side of this all going well. Yeah, that doesn't make it fun. Someone has to bet on it. All All right, Georgia. I'll bet you it all works out great. Next time we hang out, I'll give you coffee. Um, I'll take the bad bet. Um, No, I mean, look, engineers like are working on stuff up until the day it ships, right? Yeah. (laughs) Like it goes gold and this comes out. And yeah, it it makes sense. I guess guess I'd say this though. I feel like um, uh, all these hardware issues are are serious, but I do feel that like Polygon's review um, overall was positive in the sense of, how the console feels, how it works like transporting things around. Um, Simone, I know you can't talk about Zelda, um, but there (laughs) are whispers of that being a very quality game. Um, You know, like I think overall, the reviews to me show that the concept itself is solid and Nintendo is moving in a positive direction. But Georgia, like your earlier comment, was this rushed out? I don't see how you can say it's not rushed out by the lack of, um, you know, software Games for it. And, like and, uh, hardware problems, you mean? Well, I mean that. Think about yeah. this. Okay, Splatoon 2 is so clearly a Wii U game that they're porting over to the new, um, you know, architecture. Same thing with Mario Kart. I mean, everything mm-hmm. here, it, it shows to me, like... All the games that are coming out were in the the um, you know the Wii U pipeline, and then 
you know, the bottom fell out and then they um, kind of lost their S and had to move it to a new hardware platform. Well, that's I mean, the I, thing. I, In yeah. terms of the number of launch games, we have two original games, which is uh, Legend, Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild and then yeah. um, one to Switch, which is yeah. a piece of garbage. And then the remaining, I believe, four games are ports of games that were already released for other consoles, some as far back as 2008. That's what we're getting for launch titles on the Switch. And Wasn't Breath of the Wild originally a Wii U? Um, it was, and it's coming out yeah. on Wii U as well. Um, yeah. So, yeah, but it's still a new release, so I'm, I'm counting yeah. it as a, an original. Right. Um, sure. But, yeah, that's that's really bad. And then in, in terms of functionality like the um, the voice chat that is being run through a separate app for mobile phones. That's not coming till this summer. We don't have a date. We don't have a month. It's just this summer. Um, and that's going to be in beta for the summer, basically, because it's just a free version um, pre preluding a um, paid version in the fall. So the launch period for this console is basically going to last us for the rest of the year, guys. Uh, it's it's going to be a really slow rollout. And I yeah, I think... It, yeah, it they definitely have left a lot on the table that it seems like they're cleaning up. So I have that question: uh, Zelda and cow milking will that be enough to carry this console? <sighs> Everyone wants Zelda, but you can play Zelda on the Wii U. However, it is very pretty. I think I can say that it's pretty because previews are up and. Um, we were able to release 15 minutes of gameplay from it, and you can see that it's pretty. <laughs> you it, can observe the, with your eyes. <laughs> Nintendo, don't I watched see that me. video. It looks it looks really good. It looks really good. Um, I don't know. I mean, you know, there's no rule that says you have to go buy um, you know a console at launch. Yeah. I waited, um, you know, probably eight months into the um, you know wait like eight months into uh you know the xbox one i waited a year into the ps4 uh i didn't get the wii u until it was like two years old i mean there's no reason to go buy this at launch and expect it to fulfill all your gaming fantasies i mean there's a lot of really good other products out there mm-hmm. so you know to me i'm i'm i've i've got games to play and i'm busy running for congress yeah. so yeah I'm, I'm not in a real rush with this i i think the core concept of this is solid um and especially once splatoon 2 comes out like i know i'll i'll definitely go get one but i just um i think for everyone out there i'd say like this is going to be a good system a year from now mm-hmm. i mean is is it wrong that i feel that way Simone? no i don't think that's wrong and i think the point that you make is really good that you know the the console you don't need to buy the console at launch and also the console is not doomed just because people i mean th- there might be some problems at launch um i also didn't buy the ps4 right away and i'm when i bought it it had a lot of games for it and now i'm in love with it so um yeah i definitely don't regret that at all and i i, I haven't talked about a lot of the positives of it and there there are positives and one of those is just that the hardware is super freaking cool like i have definitely my complaints about it um but just the way the technology works and the way that it all fits together is very thoughtful and very aesthetically pleasing. Um, and is I, it really thoughtful? I think it is thoughtful. Like yeah, the 
the feel of the the tablet and the way that that slots into the dock and the way that the dock is the way that the all the ports are hidden on the dock and the way that um it's just kind of all fit together like you have um extra storage underneath the kickstand that's protected by the kickstand you have um but the kickstand looks like if you flick the kickstand, it's going to, like, crumble. The kickstand is terrible, which is why okay. I'm, not, I'm trying to talk about <laughs> okay, positives. Sorry, the kickstand is one of those things that I literally actually, like, when I open it, my instinct is to just rip it off with my hands. <laughs> it makes a terrible not sound. Not a good instinct. It's a good instinct. I was yeah. talking about the thoughtfulness of the design. Sorry. Like, it is sorry. really cool how this actually does function as a console in three forms. That is actually awesome in practice. Even if, like, I'm not a fan of using the Joy-Cons as um, as separate controllers. Like, they can be together in the grip and be one controller, or you can separate that into two different controllers that are very small and very useless and garbage. And I hate them in that form. But <laughs> <laughs> it is just, but it is a very point. cool, like, use of technology and economy of technology that I appreciate. You are not selling me on this. I'm just saying. <laughs> I was trying to do the positives. Apparently, I failed. <laughs> no, Bree's Bree still in ish. I I'm in ish. <laughs> yeah, ish. later. I'm later. I mean, you we'll know, figure it's, it out. Uh, I mean, come on, it's Nintendo. They're going to do the Nintendo thing. It's going to be impossible to get on launch day, and this is what's going to happen if you buy it. You're going to be going, oh my god, now this sucks. I got to go get the 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 you know the the pro controller. And then you're going to be going to five different stores to go try to find that. And then you're going to be like, oh, I got to get some adapters so I can like use this on the go because I'm not going to unplug my adapter from the TV every time I leave my house. Like, So you're going to be driving to five stores for that. And then you're going to be like refreshing like the, the, the game store screen every day going, come on, I just want a third thing to play on my Nintendo Switch. I just spent $400 for. I mean, I just don't want to do that. That is yeah, not an inaccurate uh, summation of what it's going to be <laughs> well, like. Well, let's, yeah. let's just say that the Joy-Cons are slightly ergonomical abortions. Yes, that's a good way of putting it, Georgia. You have such a way with words. Um, with Related Delicate. to the accessories, oh my god. So this is such a freaking typical Nintendo thing. I remember when they shipped the new 3DS without a charger, I believe. And I wanted to die. So the grip <laughs> that they ship with the Switch, um, which, by the way, is a tongue twister, the grip that ships with the Switch. Um, <laughs> Ten times. Ten times. Ten times. So this is the piece of plastic that you slot your two Joy-Cons into, and it becomes uh, like a typical gamepad, like the DualShock 4, the Xbox One controller. It becomes like that. Uh, it's not quite like that because it's, it's very light because you have two tiny, tiny controllers attached to an empty piece of plastic, whereas the DualShock is... 4 has more weight to it. Uh-huh. What were you going to say, Georgia? Sorry, which one is that one? Uh, what is it called? Which one is which one? The one that you're talking about right now where they the Joy-Con attach to? Grip? Joy-Con Grip. Because there's yeah. so many really strange... Okay, so the, the, I see. Yeah, it. the grip does come uh, in the box with the Switch, but the grip does not charge your Joy-Con controllers. The Joy-Con controllers charge when they are hooked up to the Switch when it's in its dock or just hooked up to the Switch, period. So 
it comes with this, if you want to play the Switch with the controllers in the format that is most like any other controller on your television, you have to let them charge first. And if, you know, they die while you are, you know, playing while on your television in the format that is most like another controller, you're going to have to stop playing on your television and put them put the whole console in handheld mode and keep playing in handheld mode. And there is another grip that does have a USB-C port that allows you to charge your Joy-Cons while you're playing, but it costs $30 and it's sold separately. And I do not understand the basic principle of this thing. It is <laughs> incomprehensible to me. It's Nintendo, Simone. You can't it's like um it's like Catholic theology. You're not uh, meant to question it. Like it's it cannot be known by by mortals. Like this is uh, Nintendo. Come on. Fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh before we move on to a new topic, I just want to say, um, Georgia, have you played Robo Recall yet? I did. <gasps> It's so good. It's so good. It's so good. It's It's so so good. good. I have to tell a little story about it. Please, 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 please. (laughs) So (laughs) So I start playing and the opening scene, I'm, I'm, uh, can I, oh, can that I give a little, scary. Can I give a spoiler? Go ahead. Yeah. So here I am, I'm sitting and, and okay, so you're standing there and you're like, you know, watching, you're just standing watching a big TV screen. And then this droid robot, this really scary, um, you know, Boston Dynamics, you know, handle kind of like robot comes up to you and uh, stands next to you and he's watching the TV. And they're like, oh, some robots have been, you know, being defective. And it's the whatever RP-369. And he's like, oh, I'm an RP-369. No, oh, interesting. And then other robots start coming in. And now I'm starting to sweat. I'm actually starting to sweat as they're like, yeah, they're defective. They're starting to attack random people. And I'm like, <laughs> now I'm looking around and there's more and more robots coming. And then I look to like, I look down, there's nothing in my hand. So I have no weaponry at all. And then I look behind me and there's like another six of those robots. And then they go and jump you. And I was so anxious in that. I'm like, one is during the robot apocalypse. Now I know whose side I'm going to be on. Um, The second thing is I'm like, I have to stop. I have to stop for a little bit. And I had to take a breather because that was like way too much for me. So. Oh my gosh. That's so yeah, I, I played the demo to that. Hands. Oh god. Yeah. Sorry. I didn't go play ahead. that Smooth. scene is what I was going to say. I want to though. Oh, well that was it. That looking down at your hands and you're like I have nothing. Yeah, I keep looking at my hands and like they're going to give me guns, right? Cuz right, I got to shoot like 20 robots. Yes. Yes. <laughs> oh no. Please. I have no. no guns. I have no hands. I was hoping I really I really hoped that I either had guns or I was one of the robots as well. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> on the winning side. Exactly. So, so just in case people out there haven't played Oculus before, Robo Recall is the full game based on the uh, bullet train demo for Oculus Touch. And I got to tell you, like, this is, if you had shown this game to someone in the 80s, like, they would just, like, be like, uh, you know, David Bowman at the end of 2001, A Space Odyssey, like, <laughs> just like, oh, I can't. I can't believe this uh <laughs> oh yeah like it is it is you're dodging bullets like you're shooting things with pinpoint yes, precision and the bullets are moving like in slow like bullet time and yeah, you can like grab time, them or, or knock them out of the way, of the way yeah. or teleport 
Um, you know, for me, I'm extremely, um, I'm like an unusually accurate uh, shot with a pistol. So, um, you know, I've been really just leveling up my pistol uh, and then I go for headshots, but there are shotguns. You know, mm-hmm. I'm sure I'll unlock machine guns eventually, but it's it's a really... You can also rip these yeah. robots apart with your hands, you can. which it's is so cool. A great and, feeling. And then you get like haptic feedback. So um, I, I'm going <laughs> to say it, I've only played a few hours of it so far because I'm running for Congress, but I, I am going to say my, the bullet time demo was so good. And this yes. seems so good so far. I'm going to say this is worth buying an Oculus for if you mm-hmm. have not bought one yet, it is Ooh. really high quality. I mean, Georgia, would you agree with that? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I, again, buy the Oculus before they're they're They stop being able to sell them um, <laughs> because they're, they're being sued. Um, They'll come to your house and take it away from you though. True story. As <laughs> long as you have it, long as you have it, you're good to go. Then you just run. Um, oh, it's it's a really it's a really fun game. It's very intuitive feeling. That's also what I like because the the Oculus controllers in some games can be really cumbersome with all of the buttons. They did a great job of making this kind of fun, enjoyable, um, non cumbersome, very intuitive. Right? Like you know, grabbing those guns, ripping things apart, grabbing for your shotguns. It's it just is exactly what you would think they would be like. That's the thing I would love to do to like dig a little deeper into what Robo Recall does that is so different from every other um, shooter in VR because they make you feel wild and free in that game. Mm -hmm. Like from the outset, even if you're not a great shot from the outset, you feel a freedom that I haven't necessarily felt in other VR games. Um, And Mm. I feel like a complete awesome uh, superhero in that game. Yes. Yes. (laughs) It's empowering. I want to say a word that rhymes with uh, ladras. Ladras. Yes. What? I'm not going to (laughs) swear. Now I understand what What you mean. That took forever for my brain. Bad. Oh, oh, Simone, sorry. Language. I, oh my God. I, she doesn't I, use those I, kind of words. To church. Simone. I'm going to church this week. Jeez, Come on, Simone. Simone. God. Yeah. Tell the priest I'm sorry. Whoa, whoa. Don't, whoa. don't do that. I think you're <laughs> failing to understand compassion and kindness, Simone. <laughs> you're judging Do me. not. <laughs> <laughs> this episode of Rocket is brought to you by Away. Away believes that your luggage shouldn't cost more than your plane ticket. Yeah, that's my freaking nightmare right there. (laughs) But Away saves you that hassle. They make premium suitcases with fantastic features, all for under $300. And you can look at these beautiful suitcases at awaytravel.com slash rocket. You can peruse their whole collection. Uh, these are all like the the nice hard German polycarbonate suitcases. Uh, they are very strong. I feel like I could kick it around if I, you know, I have hardwood floors. I don't want to scratch them. But if I was so inclined, I could kick my suitcase around and it would probably outlive me. It'd probably break a, like break a toe. Yeah, it would wake up and fight back. Um, it would be unscratchable. Uh, and they're also lightweight. So as far they're they're sturdy and they are lightweight. They come in four, five, four, four sizes. I can read the carry-on, the bigger carry-on, the medium, and the large. That's four, right? That's, That's four. four. That can't confirm. Yeah. We're- <laughs> 
Jury's out on how to count. It's four. Uh, and there are nine colors to choose from. So I have uh, a blue one. It's like a nice dark blue, a very dark, rich blue. There's a rich green. Uh, they also have like a nice beige one, which is the color of my cookware. And then, of course, your basic gray and black and then a red one as well. Uh, they they just look really good. Like when I unwrapped the, the box that the suitcase came in, I was like, that's a really professional looking suitcase. Like that looks fancier than the like I, I I've lived on like patterned duffel bags for years, patterned yeah, rolling yeah. duffel bags. But then I pulled this out. I was like, it's so like glossy and it's in this dark, like mature, rich color. And I like it. I like it a lot. And the interior has this uh, a patent pending compression system, which is awesome. So it's got like a net over one side, you know, that you can like pack all your laundry under. And on the other side, it's got this um, bag that, that zips off basically and you can put things inside it. Uh, it's very helpful if you are an overpacker, which fortunately I am. Uh, I am notoriously terrible at packing. So um, I should actually, you know what? I kind of want to like try to stuff a bunch of, of stuff in this. I'm taking it to Texas next month, but um, and I think it's going to be very helpful there. My goal we is see, to take You should it- see how much you can actually pack. I'm not going to see how much I can pack to Texas because I want to I want to bring stuff back from Texas and I don't want to like die dragging all my stuff down there. But I could see how much I can pack in my bedroom. Uh, And I think I might do that. I might post that on Twitter. Um, But yes. So in the carry on all the carry on bags. So they have the carry on and the bigger carry on. Both of those are compliant with uh, U.S. airline uh, restrictions. So, yes, you can be one of those people who has all your stuff in a carry-on bag and you don't even have to worry that it will not fit in the overhead compartment. You just put it right in. And all the suitcases have 360-degree spinner wheels and a handle that is not hidden deep inside the bag, like my last carry-on bag, which uh, I did not find the, uh, the, the bar that you pull. I didn't find it for, like, two years this one is right there on the top uh it's really cool so it actually has uh the um the zippers plug into a tsa lock so uh it's secure like you don't have to buy an extra tsa lock or anything it's just built right into the suitcase which is freaking awesome a laundry bag is built into the suitcase and you can charge the suitcase because it has usb ports on it you can charge your suitcase and then use your suitcase to charge your phone that is epic. Yes. Epic. I love it. Yes. I love it. Just for that. So it's literally like you're eliminating a ton of things, right? Like I'm the person who always like grabs a plastic grocery bag from under an old dirty grocery bag from under the sink for my laundry is like throwing chargers in and I have a big like gross heavy TSA lock that I have. I don't have to do any of those things anymore because of this suitcase. I'm especially happy about the gross heavy TSA lock because the one on this bag, like it's it's so elegant. It just like pops off. Uh, it's it's really the, the zippers just like pop out of the lock. It's really great. Um, Do you think like if I were bringing this to the airport, can you confirm if I'd feel like um, Audrey Hepburn or at least like maybe an Audrey Hepburn? I think you'd feel Hepburn, like Audrey Hepburn. Like, I think 100% you'd feel like Audrey Hepburn. I think okay, you would feel just like, like – yeah. Just yeah. like walking through the airport being a vision with gorgeous luggage. I think that's, you would like sweep through the airport. Yeah. You wouldn't walk. You would sweep through the airport. 
Okay. Okay. Yeah. I'm in. That's I'm what'll in. happen there. I'm in. So I really I'm increasingly embarrassed because like my luggage that I've carried all around the world now, it's literally duct taped together and the <laughs> wheels are hot glued on. No. <laughs> and, and it's like and it, you know, like it's just it it looks like it looks like what it, it looks like it's been a burning building. <laughs> and I just really need to uh I really need to uh Upgrade. I need to upgrade. You know to what? That's it. kind of probably smart, though, because no one's going to steal from your luggage. I don't know. I don't know. It's so distinctive at this point. That I think people would know it. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, you should go to awaytravel.com/rocket and check out these suitcases. And if you do that and use the offer code Rocket at checkout, you'll get twenty dollars off any of these suitcases, which also have a 100-day trial and a lifetime guarantee. So if anything breaks, they'll replace it forever and ever and ever. So please do that. Go to awaytravel.com slash rocket and get a suitcase using the offer code rocket for $20 off. It's an awesome way to travel and be sleek and stylish and support our show. Thank you very much. Love it. Want to talk about some wild rumors? You know, Ooh. can we can we do this one super quickly? Yeah. Like, I feel like we can't do it justice with, without Christina here. It's right? true, because Christina did write this story. Well, the Wall Street yeah. Journal wrote it, and then Christina did a write-up of it, which expresses, I think, more more aptly our reactions to it. Uh, we'll, we'll do a, we'll do a little roundtable. So I'll, I'll set the scene, first of all. So the Wall Street Journal had a report on rumors about the iPhone 8, which, yay, we're getting into Apple rumor season again. I'm so excited. Uh, rumors, rumors, blah, blah, blah. But one of the rumors is that Apple would do away with the lightning connector on the iPhone 8 or iPhone next, whatever the next iPhone is, do away with the lightning connector in favor of a USB-C port. Brianna, immediate reaction, go. No. Georgia, immediate reaction, go. <laughs> uh, okay. Okay, okay, okay. Simone, well, the, immediate the, reaction, The, the question is like, is this, is this rumor true? Not are you okay with it? Like... That's the question, right? Yeah, that that was my answer. Okay, you're okay with it. Cool. Okay. <laughs> Simone, what about okay, you? I, what I, do you I, think? I'm looking yeah. at the original Wall Street Journal article now, and the headline is unbelievably not about the USB-C thing. It's about the, the iPhone having a curved screen, to which I say high-pitched screaming in the night uh, as I run uh, into the sea. But, okay, so I... <laughs> At first, when I started Christina's story, I was like, no. And then I started to panic, and I panicked more, and I panicked more, and now I don't even know my own name anymore. What if they do it? Like, it would technically make sense. I mean, the lightning connector predates the USB-C by a couple years. They couldn't necessarily have known that USB-C would become as widespread and ubiquitous as it now is. But then you could that then it would just be like everything else, and Apple's not like everything else. But then what if they are like, well, this would be convenient because we have you know everything else is USB C. You know, what if we want to be convenient for once in our lives? 
What if it happens? I, 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 I think that it would be like the Simone. I think that they got a lot of blowback over removing the headphone track. They just did. You know, like I'm cool <laughs> with it. I, I have three pairs of wireless headphones now, um, you know, but they got a lot of blowback about that. If they go the very next year into nuking everybody's uh, like Everyone's ports, accessories. Everyone's, again, two years straight. I think that would really hurt the number one product of Apple. And I just don't think that's a change you can do year after year after year after year. And then people that have headphone jack adapters are going to have to go buy new headphone jack adapters. So what if if uh, they, though, only did that with the eight, the seven S they don't. And then it would be up to people to choose between both which one they want. Don't you think that would be confusing? No, I don't know. Like, I remember when they brought out Lightning, they were slow to start porting it over, but... Yeah, and they didn't have uh, enough adapters, and they think they... Yeah, and that makes... It does. It makes people angry. I think that it's a valid point that people are already (laughs) angry, but... But then again, this is really going to be a big departure. I mean, I 100% believe that rumor on the curved screen, Um so well, the screens I mean, are already yeah. on the sevens are curved on the edges anyways, right? Yeah, They're yeah, not flat yeah. glass. They're curved yeah. glass already. I'm but touching my iPhone right now far. and like no, it does not. When you say curved, I don't think of the curve of my iPhone currently. I think of something hideous. And maybe I'm wrong to think be so dramatic about it, but um no, the Samsung Galaxy Edge looks very good. It's a really attractive looking phone. The problem is like the the glare hits it and then you can't see part of your display. Uh so it sucks. Yeah, <laughs> like, it's right. It's it's nearly completely unusable. Like they try to hack it with edge gestures, so I've never seen a usability case for a curved uh display on a mobile device before. But you know, I believe if anyone can figure it out, Apple can. Um grumpy but, about it. But I mean yeah, that, so yeah. I mean this Apple that could potentially um take away lightning in favor of USB-C is also the Apple that took away the headphone jack and put out a MacBook Pro that we have on this show said is not really a pro machine. Right. Is is it possible that they would do something this wild? I'm li- I want be you the to know that I'm literally that- like my hands are on my face. I am like I'm holding my own face, cupping my forehead that this is how this makes me feel. Well, it wouldn't be the first time that Apple would do something that would be controversial because they think that that's what's going to be better for the system going forward. And if we can see from the amount of flack that we got from the headphone jack um, and then its sales, it really didn't hurt sales. Yeah, that's fair. So unfortunately, we people talk and they get really angry and then they buy the phone anyways. <laughs> um, so they so didn't they really can make take... angry tweets themselves. Well... Right. Well, well, for them, they're, you know, they they would just say that this is something that would be better use for the phone. And if we end up getting, you know, more battery life, this is something that works better with OLED. They're like, again, if in the long term it works better, people will end up being happy with it anyways. True. But I mean, the thing is, USB-C doesn't really have any advantages over Lightning. Like, mm-hmm. There are a lot of, um, I mean, there are a few technical advantages, like technically a DAC is built into Lightning, which I've never used. I don't know anyone that's used. But, um, you know, like it's roughly the same size. 
it's reversible, like both of them, um, you'll transmit power. Um, I guess if I go into the specifications, I might see that you know, USB-C can, tra- can transmit more power, but that's not really going to be an advantage for an iPhone. Um, I, I don't see whether the user benefit would really be on this, but it's also worth knowing there are a lot of rumors that Apple is actually behind the USB-C standard. Um, you know, there have been rumors about that for a long time. So, uh, and the fact that they very consciously didn't put their name on it was because they wanted wider adoption. So, I mean, I don't feel strongly about this. I can imagine them doing it. I can imagine them not doing it. I just personally don't. Um, I think when a product like the iPhone is bringing in that much money for the company, I think just destroying a proprietary jack two years in a row, I just, it just, <laughs> it just, brutal, isn't it, for you? It, yeah. it just seems a little aggressive. Well, here's to me. the thing I mean, like when, yeah, and yeah, we, yeah. we're going to wrap this up because Christine isn't here to put in her two cents. But when you talk about it in the context of the rumors of Apple being, um, part of behind USB-C or uh, participating in that in a meaningful way. If you look at that timeline, like introduces lightning cable, a more efficient form of USB is released a couple years later. And then a few years after that, it would make sense for Apple to then adopt that thing. If they had not just destroyed the headphone jack this year, like the headphone jack is the part that makes this not make sense because the timeline of Apple designs a different uh, the lightning port, an efficient uh, data transfer port, designs another efficient like way to transfer information, and then that becomes the standard, and they shift to that. That makes sense to me. But the right. like, well, needing, yeah. If you think about it though, like they had like the thirty pin for like five years, they have the lightning port for five, and then they're like, ah, okay, <laughs> we're going to like at least a standardized form of like. USB-C. Um, Renee actually asked like a whole bunch of different analysts about how they felt about it. And almost all of them said that, you know what, they can completely see. Um, actually, all of them said that, yeah, they could see that Apple would do this um, just for like bandwidth for, you know, ending up unifying products with a cohesive set of connectors. And, um, you know, who knows? I I think that it would be a little bit of a harsh, like, again, Apple kind of forcing people's hands, but Mm -hmm. Apple doesn't seem to, you know, get hurt by that. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Well, uh, the the last thing we're going to talk about today for fun and good times is Logan, uh, the new Wolverine movie. Ooh. Simone, I wanted to talk to you about this last week so much, and you weren't here. I know, so and now, now I'm going to have finally... to dredge up all my memories of this film again. And wait, this wait, is going I to be. I haven't seen it yet. Do I have to? No la, one la, has because it's not out yet. Oh, okay, good, good. Okay, I thought only okay. I have seen it. <laughs> oh, you've seen you it? have seen the Nintendo Switch too. Like, oh my god, like, this is very I'm like oh, living in the future. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to actually look up when this movie comes out. We will not be spoiling it, it although tomorrow it comes out tomorrow. Because I've been I looking be for tickets every Friday. five seconds. Uh, it comes out tomorrow, and you can also see it on Friday. So Okay, but Simone, you've seen it? I have seen it. I went to a okay, press can meeting. Okay, can I ask you one question? Yes. Is it worthwhile going to, or am I going to have my heart broken by a film that I'm expecting a lot from, and there's little delivery? 
oh, you should go see this movie. Ooh. Oh, oh I'm excited. Bri, are you excited? I'm so excited. I'm so... <laughs> so I felt like the last Wolverine movie, like obviously Wolverine Origins is like probably the worst Marvel film ever made. Like it's it's really bad. But yeah. the Wolverine, yeah. this is a really underrated uh, film. Like this is really, really good. And I mean, it has a ton of women characters in it, which I appreciated. But, you know, and now for this film, originally I was like, they're going to tell the story of X-23, but the first trailer was all about Logan. But now in the future, like trailers, you see them bringing in, uh, you know, the comic book series where Logan dies, old man, Logan, old man, Logan, uh, you know, because the Marvel writers, they had this meeting and they said, well, we're all bored of writing Wolverine. Let's kill him. And they did amazingly. <laughs> um, and so you see shades of that and the X-23 comic, which is by far one of the greatest stories ever told in comics. Like it is that first, um, we'll include a link to it in the show notes, but it's you can get it for $9 on X-Comics. It's just incredible. Uh, so, I mean, is it going to live up to all of that, Simone? Okay, so I have not read the comics, so I'm coming at it from the perspective of someone who's just kind of been generally unimpressed by the X-Men films, and before you yell at me on Twitter, what? I haven't seen X-Men First Class yet, <laughs> I know that oh, I'll like it, Oh, that's so good. leave me oh. alone. Oh. I'm sorry. Oh. <laughs> so this, this takes a very, very dark tone. Like, Wait a second, I'm not sure Bree's still breathing. Bree, are you okay? I'm really upset. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure you've yelled at me for not having seen X-Men First Class on this show before. I mean, when are we I, not? And then, and then I blocked it out because I felt so betrayed. The trauma. And now I'm, like I'm bringing back your... I couldn't, this is actually a right. metaphor, Brie. Just like yes, okay. Logan has his trauma brought back, I'm bringing back your trauma of learning that I haven't seen X-Men First Class. Wait, but, but Brie was upset at you and you still didn't go to see it? <laughs> I, I think it was already like... Mm-hmm. This was not mm-hmm. even like when it was yeah. in theaters. Mm-hmm. Like it's been out yeah. for seventy mm-hmm. years, and I just haven't yeah. seen it because mm-hmm. I'm lazy. I see the dancing. I see the dancing. All deflections. Okay, it's just oh, whatever. Call me when it's on Netflix. Okay, <gasps> whatever. Oh, she oh. whatevered us. Okay, okay. Oh. Fine, <laughs> I'm sorry. So okay. <laughs> What do you want? I, I'll, t- I'll talk a bit about the tone, and then you can ask me um, any questions that you have, non-spoilery questions. So, yes, it's a very, very dark film, a very, very violent film, um, definitely not a, a kid's film. And I I just felt like it was a very brave and well-acted um, and grueling is the word that I would use a uh, piece of storytelling. It was definitely overlong. Like it's, I think either two hours or a little over. And like, there were parts in the beginning and perhaps the middle that I would, uh, that I would have preferred to seen cut just because it's like, Oh my God. But like by the end I was like, when will I, you know, be free of this. But that wasn't because it was bad. It was because, like, at certain points, the action sequences are so intense and affecting that I would be like, that, like, there were tears in my eyes, not necessarily because of emotion, but just because, like, it was kind of breathtaking what was happening on the screen. And it was just, like, emotionally difficult to handle. Um, 
So, and as a person, if you know me, you know that I like to receive all of my emotions from outside of my body. So I like them to be given to me by pieces of media. And this is a piece of media. Sorry, what does that? Sorry. Wait, what? Can you explain? What? <laughs> yeah. You can't escape past that, Simone. I, when I'm sad, uh, I like things that make me happy or sad so that I can experience emotional highs and lows without the uh, the danger of actually, like... Having Feeling bad one? things happen to me. Okay, oh, fair. Wow. Okay. <laughs> That's the exact opposite of my life motto. Like, <laughs> we're on different paths here, Simone. We're on different paths. Um, okay, that's fair. Um, so it's an emotionally difficult movie to get through. I thought The Wolverine was really, it was horrible in places, mm-hmm. right? Like he's, he's dying, he's experiencing death. Um, he's watching people he cares about die. Um, I guess my real question here is, does X-23, you know, Laura get her own arc? Because there's a real tendency with the X-Men movies that's always about freaking Charles Xavier and Magneto and, and Wolverine, right? And, you know, these previews are kind of the same thing. And, like, I love those characters, but I feel like I've seen their story in X-Men 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, you know. 7, uh, 8, not yet. Right, and we'll see them in the next few movies. I mean, does she get to be her own character with, um, you know, her own agency? She definitely gets to be her own character. I, d- I wouldn't necessarily say that she has an arc in the sense of, like, a character be a character who like grows in um uh well no that's not fair to say she definitely does grow as a character uh but it Mm. definitely centers on like logan and his relationship with her and his relationship with charles xavier um magneto's not in the film um so it's very much about these three characters and it's it does definitely center on kind of logan's journey laura is definitely a huge part of it and i think that she's a great character but the primary arc is not hers throughout the film if that makes sense right yeah Mm. so could be disappointing in that sense uh Mm. does hugh jackman still look good with his shirt off oh yes I literally, he is so good in this movie. He's such a good actor. (laughs) um, And he looks so good, despite the fact that he is, I believe, 150 years old. (laughs) (laughs) He looks pretty good Um, for his age. Another thing I'll say is that they really, the the themes that they, uh, the themes of this movie are really, really relevant. They, there's a lot um, going on with metaphors and not metaphors, literally crossing borders between Mexico and the United States and between the United States and Canada. Like there's just a lot to get into thematically there. And I think that um, I, I like, I like that the way I like the way that they, they handle those re- very relevant themes. Amazing. Amazing. Mm. I'm looking at how old he I'm, is. 48. That's always loved. Oh, he's only 48. Are you kidding me? Wow. Wow. Okay. All right. I really All thought right. he was 150 years old. <laughs> Are you I believe you? too. I totally believe yeah. you. Whatever Simone says, I just believe. Yeah. Yeah. Especially with sponsors. I I don't know. Um, 
I I guess uh, I'm psyched for this movie. I see it Friday. Georgia, are you seeing it in the theater? I, I'm going to be seeing it in the theaters. We're going to try to get tickets for Friday. We're going to go to like yeah. one of those little VIP theaters. So we like to eat one and, yeah. and go to see it, which just sounds like fun. Um, Love it. So we're hoping to be able to go see it this Friday. And also there's John Wick 2. Which I'm also really excited about. So yeah, I can't. I still haven't gotten around to seeing that. So Simone, I do have homework for you, and this is this is the last <sighs> I'll say on this. Okay, I gave you Georgia. I know you've seen this because you are a cool human being. Um, That's true. The 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 X Men uh, Apocalypse, which I think was a better movie than it got credit for. Like it's definitely they added scenes just that didn't need to be there. But there is a deleted scene from X-Men Apocalypse, which is just uh, Cyclops and Nightcrawler and Jubilee and Jean Grey hanging out at the mall in the 80s. Oh, my God. It is God. two oh, really? minutes long, and it is set to, uh, uh, you, know, you can dance if you want to. Like those people, hey, I forget their band name. Love it. Right. It's set to that. Like and talking it is heads freaking or Talking Heads. Is freaking incredible, and I know you weren't alive in the eighties, but you'll still have an eighties flashback, and it will be amazing for you. Is that Talking Heads? That's Safety Dance. I don't know. Safety Dance. Yeah, I don't know. I know my Talking Heads. Devo. I don't know. I, might. I guess you're better eighties music trivia <laughs> than I am. I wouldn't go oh, that I'm far. Excited. I want to see All that. All right, I will watch. Yep. I will watch this thing. I will watch you it for must. you. You must. All but right, see, what you're you- going to watch it, and then you're going to want to watch all the X-Men movies. Like, it's that good. So there, there are some great teamwork scenes, which is one of my favorite things about the X-Men, is that they can all work with their powers in conjunction. And there are just some really cool scenes that just kind of leave you breathless on, on how they're all working in conjunction that gives me that kind of cool, yeah. you know, tingly kind of feeling. It's great. Okay. Who's your favorite X-Men, Georgia? Oh, that's really hard. I would say Dark Phoenix. Just yeah, <laughs> yeah. You kind of um, look like Dark Phoenix. I just I'm... realized that. Oh man, I regret everything I've ever said to you. As now. you should. Wow. As you but should. Rogue is also really cool. Um, I yeah, like especially Silo. after she gets Miss Marvel's powers. So like yeah. that makes her really awesomely cool. Yeah. Um. So I think that those would be one, two of my favorites. Who are yours? Uh, I really like Psylocke. I really like X-23. Like, she's got a dark streak. Like, in case people don't know what her backstory is, like, she's... um. Wait, wait, you can't tell me, because I don't actually know her backstory. Oh, you want to save it for so, the film? Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. She's, right. she's, a very, she's a very damaged character. I can oh, say that. I like that. That, that like makes them psycho- interesting. Yeah, yeah, she's psychologically broken by oh, her cool. circumstances. So I really like her for that. Is mm. it safe to say that what you're up to this week is watching a lot of movies and running for Congress? Yes, Wait, that's but it. Wait, we didn't ask you what your favorite X-Men. Yeah, yeah what's your favorite X-Men? I don't know it. Rogue. Rogue. <laughs> Rogue's a good pick. Rogue's a good pick. Yeah, so when I watched X Men Evolution so. as a child, she was my favorite because she had cool hair and cool style. She does have cool hair. And uh, I liked her attitude. She was really great. Mm. Um, All right, sugar. Yeah. <laughs> wow. I know. You, oh, you I just you you made a reference Re- to Gambit. I know what that was. Re- that was awesome. That made my entire day. That's that's what you get for showing up, Georgia. You get entertainment. 
Yes, Simone, I'm running for Congress and I'm watching movies and I'm going to try to go be a delicate delegate for the Democrats uh, tomorrow night. Uh, Georgia may be a few minutes late to our show. Uh, um, <laughs> we get it, we get and, it. And uh, I've got local TV. I'm doing New York Times. So lots of campaign stuff. Running for Congress is awesome. It's great. Nice. Georgia, yeah. what about you? Oh, I'm uh, I'm gonna be with Bree tomorrow, um, <laughs> hanging out again, and uh, I'm uh, we're gonna be shooting some new videos for Anxiety Videos, and uh, tomorrow I'm doing a show, a radio show that is gonna be on uh, teaching proper boundaries and consequences in relationships, and uh, one that's like just two therapists talking about being therapists. Nice. So we're gonna do those too. Can I ask, like, uh, an anxiety video I would like you to make yeah. is, uh, can you produce one about what happens when a right-wing news site, like, writes a POS article about you? I would buy that video from you, Georgia, if you just, like, put that out there. Like, how do you cope when the Washington Times writes an utterly stupid piece about you? Uh, like, I would, okay. I would love that. I would love that. I need tips here. So that would be great. I will, I will, uh, I'll talk to Sandra about it. <laughs> yeah, get right on it. That's a niche market. <laughs> That's a niche market. <laughs> so, uh, what I, about you? I yeah. am in, I am deep in switch hell. Um, so I just finished my video <laughs> review today. I was at work till one in the morning yesterday working on that. Um, oh. but I, so all of my colleagues, not all of my colleagues, are at GDC. Uh, which is very exciting for them and for me. So we're getting lots of gameplay up on the channel, um, youtube.com slash polygon. So I'll probably be editing lots of fun new gameplay videos, messing around with the Nintendo Switch. Uh, We are going to do a blind taste testing uh, Facebook live stream. Oh, no. Oh, no. You're not going to do this. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. What is this? Oh, no. Some clever journalists uh, discovered that the Switch cartridge tastes terrible, or the game Ugh. cartridges for the Switch taste terrible. Wait, 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 like the plastic, or like what are you like the, you t- the Zelda cartridge that you stick in the Switch to make it play the game? It tastes bad. It it doesn't. But maybe taste, it's bad for you. Maybe it is bad for you. Okay. But Nintendo hasn't replied to our emails yet. So what are we gonna do but make memes? Um. So what we're going to do is we're going to wear blindfolds and ta- lick several different cartridges. Oh, oh Simone, intriguing. I'm so glad I've read this non-toxic because I'm, I'm worried about you. I'm You've got die. health insurance, right? You have health. I hope you're okay. So, um, But you realize like if everybody's at GDC this week, you realize this is your chance, Simone, to rush for. You can pull a Tom Cruise risky business at the Polygon office. Like, you could completely do that. I will like, bring that up all with yours. all two people that are there. You should do that. You should do that. <laughs> we'll film it and we'll put it on YouTube. I just imagine, like, Simone singing into a hairbrush, like, wearing sunglasses in the Polygon office. Welcome that would be to great. my life, Brianna. Yeah. All right. All right. <laughs> all right. Where can we find you online, Bri? Uh, Space Cat Gal. Georgia. Or read right-wing news oh. sites. That's oh, also oh, yeah, very good. Oh, yeah, we can good. find you yeah. there. Okay. God. <laughs> Georgia? 
Uh, you can find me on anxiety-videos.com or, of course, on Twitter at Georgia underscore Dow. Yay. And you can find me at youtube.com slash polygon and, of course, at uh, on Twitter at Doom Quasar. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Rocket. I appreciated having you here. And I hope that you'll let me know that you appreciated being here by leaving stars on videos uh, no not videos i was scrolling through anxietyvideos.com that's why i said videos leaving stars on itunes <laughs> uh where the reviews live thanks everyone this episode is terminated 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 oh, jesus God.